4: Jacob Albrot,
1: Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH.
4: All right, welcome back in, everybody. Hour number two. And that means on a Friday, we welcome in Paul Savage for a round of picks. Again, our final week of picks for the season. We have picked close to 200 games this year. We've done a pretty good job. Uh, Paul and I are making money, a little bit of money. Tommy's slightly under 500. So here's the situation. I'm at 95, 84, and 7, 11 games over 500. Paul is at 92, 87, and 7, five games over 500. Tommy is 89, 90 and 7. We've had the seven pushes throughout the year, which we keep in play because we're using actual lines and we know that we can actually bet. There have been years on the program where we rounded those lines uh, to a half point. We're not doing that this year because. We want to give actual perspective on games that people can bet. but So we have four games to pick, and I am up on Paul. Now, if if I get them all wrong and he gets them all right, he can pass me. Tommy, you're playing for second place here. You're the same margin behind Paul. You cannot catch me. So what we're going to do today to keep this interesting and not just have me coast in of which I would never do. I support the shot clock in high school basketball. If you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, I, I will, I will pick first each time. All right. Paul will pick second each time. Tommy will pick third each time that will allow Tommy. If he chooses to go against Paul every time to try and close the gap that will allow Paul. If he chooses to go against me every time, to close the gap. It's basically a bet on me to go 0 and 4. If Paul wants to try to win this, we'll see how he handles it. Uh, but keep that in mind as you're listening to everybody make picks today. Keep that aspect of this contest right. in mind.
2: Right. I need you to pull a Tommy. That's what I need. I need a Tommy yeah. out of you. Tommy, of course I'm referring <laughs> Thank you, to, Paul. I'm referring to your Owen. I know. I know. Oh, no, I really Tommy this to.
4: week. I kind of like that. Uh, uh no. we we created a a a of a, a verb uh yeah a verb here out of Tommy's Owen 10 week from earlier in the year. are you really Tommy the week? I kind of like that. that we might have you're, to you're, you're see if that's got some see if that's got some staying power yeah that's we'll, a pro, we'll, that's a promo that, right Savage. there. That's a promo yep. right there.
3: I'm glad. I'm glad that you're just now coming up with this on our last week of making picks. Well, there's still next week.
2: Because that would have been yeah.
3: really, really annoying if that had happened yeah. all season long.
2: Yeah, there's still rest right. Of the so year. this is
4: it. This is this is the last week of the picks, Paul. So you've got some decisions yeah. to make here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into the games. We'll take them in chronological order. We'll take the lines right now as listed on CBSSports.com. Uh, we start with the Texans and the Ravens. Boy, oh boy. Am I excited about this game? Am I excited about the opportunity for the upstart Texans? Am I excited to see what D'Amico Ryans, one of the great defensive players and minds in football, uh, has in store and in mind to try to close the gap on the team that has been the most dominant this year? Nine and a half points the Ravens are favored by at home. It feels like they haven't played a meaningful football game in a month. Their starters haven't played in a while. Fellas, I'm going to bet history here. Lamar Jackson has not proven to us that he can be great in this spot yet. It's been a minute, but he hasn't. And so 9.5 points for one of the hot, swaggy teams in football is too many points for me. I'm taking the Texans, and I'm going to take the 9.5 points here. I think they can keep it close, if not have a puncher's chance to win it. And I, I like the Texans. I've... I this 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 thing for the Chiefs is playing out how I'd hoped I'd hoped Houston could win or 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 Cleveland would have been okay to go to Baltimore get that win bring the AFC championship back to Arrowhead Stadium for the Chiefs which means they would have to go on the road to be Buffalo. But I'm going to take the Texans. I'm going to take the nine and a half points. And I think they've got a slight chance to win that sucker outright. Paul? Well, you just have made my day because I was just sure you would take the Ravens. I mean, the
2: Ravens have what? An MVP possibility uh, and most valuable player. It's a team that's rested up. It's a team that's focused. It's a team that's talented. I think we would all agree, Tommy, and I know you'd agree with this too, that the Ravens are a very physical football team on both sides of the football I mean, you don't get to where they are right now, number one seed, without being physical in the NFL. Man, oh, man, Jacob, this was the one that I thought I was going to have to go out on a limb and take the Texans because I think that nine and a half is not enough points. I'm taking the Ravens. The, The Cinderella factor for the Texans is probably running out this week. I'm taking the Ravens. And I would take the Ravens whether you were taking the Texans or not.
4: Interesting. They played in the regular season opener, Tommy. It's silly to even look at that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. But what what I think you can look at is Lamar Jackson was not good in that game. Right? C.J. Stroud was his first game as a pro. That's right. But it wasn't Lamar Jackson's first game as a pro, and he was not very good in that game. He's
3: gotten pretty good since then. What do you think, Tommy? Yeah. This is the most difficult game of the weekend for me to pick. And it's really because I love both of these teams. And I've been high on both of these teams all season long. Jacob, you know, I've been a Ravens fan or apologist this entire season, a supporter of theirs. You know, even when you really weren't, I was saying Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore in the AFC. On the flip side, man, it's been so much fun to watch the way the Texans have grown and evolved and built their program this entire season with cj stroud i love what nico collins brings to the table nobody gives devin singletary enough credit D'Amico ryan's is a rookie head coach they've got everything in place to have an upset against the ravens as much as i love the ravens and i think that lamar jackson is playing great and you know and, and i think the ravens are overall collectively the best team in the playoffs right now you know, the, the Texans are playing with house money. So am I. I'm going to take Houston. I'll take the nine and a half. All right.
4: So in the standings, that allows what need. So basically what's going to have to happen, and I don't know if Tommy's pride will let him do this. He's basically going to have to pick everything that I pick if Paul chooses to go away from me. But I don't suspect that either one of you are going to pick based on that. I think you're going to pick based on what you think is going to happen. All right. Let's go into uh, the next one here. Packers Niners. I, this one to me, is the hardest for me to decide which side to go to. It's also nine and a half points. Uh, It's very... You got a very similar situation, right? First-year quarterback, uh, upstart team, a lot of good young players against the team perceived to be the best in the league. In its conference, I should say. I, I do... I'm going to go the other way on this one. I I like the Packers. What they did was impressive. I don't think that Kyle Shanahan will be outcoached the way that Mike McCarthy was. I I don't, you know, it's going to lean into me. It'll be a big Christian McCaffrey game. And it'll be a big defense game for San Francisco. I think 50 and a half is too many points. If the Packers can do that again, and I think they deserve more credit than they've gotten to this year. They're on the right direction. But the Niners are healthy right now. They're rested. I'm going to take the Niners. I think they can cover the number, nine and a half points. Paul, what do you think?
2: Did you not see how the Packers controlled the line of scrimmage? I did. We talked about this when you weren't in the other day, on Wednesday, I believe, when Tommy and I were doing the show. And we talked about just how well uh, the Packers ran inside zone cutback. In fact, inside zone, inside zone cutback. They blew off the line, the defensive line for Dallas. Now, I know everybody says, well, that's a D-line meant to rush the passer. They're, they're not as big. 49ers will be a little more physical, I believe, up front on the run than... than and the uh, Cowboys were. But I'll tell you what. I was impressed with the way the Packers ran the football. They came off the line. They locked up their guy. And they drove. And I really was impressed with that. And because of that, whether you were taken, Here's another game where we're actually on the opposite side again. I'm going to take the Packers. And this is not because... I think that, that the Packers will win this game. I don't know if they will, but nine and a half points is a lot. And if you it can is. control the football like the Packers intend to control the football and keep the football out of the hands of the 49ers, well, I guess this comes down to who runs the football the best, the 49ers or the Packers. And right now, guys, I'm fairly impressed with the
4: Packers and their ability to run the football. I'm taking the Packers. I like the Packers. Well, major- I like can- I mean, for the same reasons, right, Tommy,
3: that we like the Texans, yeah. kind of. One major difference, though, All between right. the Cowboys defense and the 49ers defense okay. is that the 49ers have a couple of guys by the name of Chase Young and Nick Bosa, and the Cowboys don't. Now, the Cowboys have Micah Parsons, and the, you know they've got some really talented defensive players, but the Niners defense as an overall unit is playing significantly better than the Cowboys did a week ago and even down the stretch in the regular season. For that reason, I'm going to take the 49ers, and I'm going to lay the points. I, I think that the Packers are uh, they're fun to watch, and Jordan Love has came into his own. There's no doubt about that. It was incredible to watch the way they beat up on Dallas a week ago, That nobody really saw that coming. I just have a hard time thinking that they're going to be able to follow that up in back-to-back weeks. So I'll take the 49ers. I'm going to lay the
4: 9.5. If I lay it... A- Three-team parlay, for instance, which I love to do. This will be the game I don't, I don't include. I'm having a hard time with this game, um, and I, I, hopefully that means it's a great game to watch. Don't get me wrong; I would love to see the 49ers lose. I don't particularly like either of these teams, uh, but I, I, you've got good stories all over the place. All right, Bucks, Lions, uh, Buccaneers go on the road. They're six and a half point dogs in Detroit. Uh, the weather, notwithstanding. If you guys saw that clip, yes, I did. Uh, Yeah, the weather will not be a factor. I haven't seen it, but
2: Tommy showed it to me on a break on our on Wednesday.
1: That was that's a tough day at the office. That was that's a tough day at the
4: office. Yeah, Yeah, it is. But it won't be a factor. They'll be okay in the AC there in Detroit. Um, I like Detroit here. I, I the Bucks have been fun to watch. The Bucks have been a great story. So have the Lions. I think the Lions right now are significantly better than what the Eagles have been. I think they've got, you know, as much buzz and energy and momentum and that it place is gonna be electric. And I think that they can establish themselves and sort of control things on the ground in a way that Philadelphia couldn't maybe take some air out of the ball for Baker Mayfield. I like the Lions. I'll lay the point, six and a half. Paul, if you're going to win this oh, thing, you got to ride. You, you got to ride that bake train into Detroit.
2: You did that on purpose. I know you did. Yeah, because now a, I'm
4: making you pick against uh, your
2: man, Dan Campbell. Now no, let me get this straight. <laughs> so, if I go ahead and take the Lions and we both get that right. You can't win I the contest. It, but I can tie.
4: You, yep. Am you I play playing? for ties? Where are, you, where are you?
2: Is this soccer? Oh, God. You, you know something? That was uncalled for. That was totally uncalled for. Uh, gosh. You know... Uh, you know, Tommy, what would you advise? Tom, uh, give me a little help, Tommy. What?
3: Well, not giving for- you anything. Oh, come on! I'm not giving you anything, because I'm trying to I'm trying to take second place from you, so I'm not going to give you any advice. Oh,
2: so you want me to take the bucks, don't you? You want me to take the That's bucks? That's up to you. Because I don't. It's think this Is going to be as close a game as six and a half. I think this is. I think the Lions will have the ability to control the football and and and, and literally win by two touchdowns, maybe more. So I'm really. T- so I mean, I'm playing for the tie. Oh man!
3: Oh, come on, playing for the tie—that's uh, okay. cowardly. All right, this is the that's one cute. tie. Cute Sav- that's cute. The- that's
4: cute, Savage. Play this, for the tie. This,
2: this, this. Jan, any advice? Jan, <laughs> hop on real quick. What, what would you do?
4: I'm just picturing Coach Savage it- in the locker room at halftime, down ten. All right, <laughs> Bella's, let's get out there and tie him up. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you if you if you tie. You get first place two years in a row. Oh. If you take second place, that championship is just gone.
2: That's right. Still champion. Coach or you could win it outright. Or you could win, can it, win it, outright.
4: it outright. Yeah. They're trying to talk you into it. I'm, I'm maybe a little sense here. It's just up to you. Jad. You I'm going to are... get canceled for all the cliches I want to use right now. <laughs> well, so I'll I have to be what, really Jad. careful. Jad, you're but... a
2: wise man. You know something, Jad? Thank you for that. I still don't know what to do. This is this is really
4: embarrassing.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm really torn, guys. I do you, you sense it? I am really, really torn. I'll take the bucks. go there we that- go, that uh, a boy. Uh, uh, you, know, uh, let's go. you guys shamed me into it. You ought to be ashamed of yourselves.
4: Yeah, you're too old for peer pressure, but I'm I appreciate the sentiment there. All right, Tommy, that makes it easy for you.
3: Yeah, I'm going to take the Lions. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's an easy pick for me. Now, I I love the Buccaneers. I love what Baker yeah, Mayfield I do has done. I've been right. I've been on the Bucks for a while, and I'm not I, I don't believe in the Lions overall. But I think that this is a, an easy game to pick. Yeah, Tommy, I'm take I just Detroit, think it's it's points. just
4: a good matchup. I, look, the Lions are yeah. not some dominant team that makes right. this blatantly obvious. They're not that. Right. I, I, and but they do have the ability on paper to control this game the way they want to. They've got Montgomery and Gibbs and one of the best offensive lines in football, and a quarterback who is perfectly fine taking things in small chunks. They can just control the clock. Baker Mayfield's killing people through the air. Take that away from Baker Mayfield, right? And right. and and you're going to be in much better position. Right. But the Lions are not some team impervious to losing outright to Tampa on the road. I mean, there's no, there's Tampa could absolutely cover that number. They could absolutely win that game. So we're giving you a hard time. I don't think it's some absurd island you're on. Taking the Buccaneers the way they've been playing, they just dominated Philadelphia. They well, could beat the
2: Lions. Yeah, but who is isn't dominating Philadelphia at this point right now? By the way, Tommy, just let me ask you: What would you have done? Yeah. if you or me? Would you have? Would you have played for the tie, or would you have? Would you do what I did and let's take the Bucks? I'm seriously. What would you have done? I uh, let it ride, baby. You, you got to go for the win. Go for yeah. the win. Okay. Well, I think I probably. It is a no. I brain, did the right no thing. Brain. But I don't know that it's the right thing for the pick because I honestly think that the Lions win by a touchdown. I really do. I really think the Lions win by a yeah, touchdown. Yeah, we'll put a big asterisk
4: made... on that for our for our betting oh. friends. Oh, good. All three of us do like the Lions in yes, yeah, the yeah, number yeah. That, there. Is, that is. So that the contest is. and the actual bets are a little bit different. Right. I will say this, though. Most of the time when that happens, we're wrong, right? Most of the time, at least like anecdotally, when I'm talking to betting people and everybody's in consensus on something, right, right. you should run away as fast as you can. <laughs> right. And I don't know I don't know where the you know, where the betting money and the trends and all that and the sharp money, but it does feel a little like that with this one where it's it like every I, I think eighty five percent of the public would look at that and say lions, and that's usually really, really dangerous. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see about that. We'll keep an eye on that game. This next one gets interesting. So the Bills' the number has moved back to three, which means I think that more money is headed toward the Bills than the Chiefs. It had been down as low as two and a half. So it's now up to three. The Bills are favored at, at home, no surprise. The Bills won the regular season meeting. You know, I did this exercise yesterday at KWCH, and I— Went through each of the last six games, the six games that these two quarterbacks have played against each other, and just sort of compared the numbers. And I think before I did that, I assumed it would either be a dead heap tie or Mahomes would have been a little better in those games. Each of them have won three of them, by the way. The reality is, though, that's not the case. Allen has been, on paper, better than Mahomes in this series. He's thrown fewer interceptions, he has been a dynamic runner in this series. And so what's interesting about this is those are the things that the Chiefs can't let happen in this game, right? Mahomes can't throw interceptions. They cannot let Josh Allen be a dynamic runner. So history will have to go away from the trends we've seen. Now, it hasn't been that way every every game. These are the averages of the series between those two that I'm talking about. I do like the Chiefs. You guys know I like the Chiefs. I've been on this for two months, three months, however long it's been, that if they go to this way, they are good enough to win a Super Bowl. They are this way now, so I can't back off of that now, especially when I'm getting points, especially when Patrick Mahomes is an underdog. I think it's going to be another classic. I can't wait for it. I think it's going to be another epic game that will be down to the wire as it always is lately. I love it, but I also love those points. I think the Chiefs win it outright, so I'm certainly going to take the three points. Um, it's, It's right there in front of the Chiefs. They know exactly what they have to do. And I think they're capable here lately of doing what it is that they have to do. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I'm going to take the points, Paul.
2: Well, I like the way you phrase that because I could possibly take the Chiefs too. But let me just reevaluate this. I mean, Josh Allen is playing really good football. Uh, This is a game in Buffalo, so the Chiefs have to travel. And then you arrive where you're going. You leave, what, 10-degree weather, and you arrive at zero-degree weather. Weather again if I'm not mistaken, is to be a factor again uh, for this particular weekend in Buffalo. And with that being said, listen, Buffalo's a good football team, fellas. It's a good physical football team. And with a Josh Allen uh, and his receiving core, fellas, I have no problem whatsoever with taking the Buffalo Bills I will Shouldn't. lay the three points, and I'm taking
4: the Bills. And that was an easy pick for me. Yeah, I mean, I think it is an easy pick. The Bills are favored at home. Like, they, they I, I don't think –
2: They're good I football. think I'm yeah, probably
4: – right. I would say I'm in the minority by saying I think the Chiefs will win this game. That I will say with some confidence. Tommy, what do you think here?
3: Let me give you some numbers here really quick about Patrick Mahomes. In the playoffs, he's 10-5 and five against the spread and 12-3 and three straight up. That rate is tied with Terry Bradshaw for the second best of any quarterback in the Super Bowl era. On top of that, as an underdog, and we're talking about the regular season and the playoffs combined, in his career, Patrick Mahomes is 9-2-1 and one against the spread as an underdog, which he is in this game. This is only the, the second playoff game in Patrick Mahomes' career that he's been an underdog. The first one, was the super bowl a year ago against the eagles we all know how that turned out kansas city won that game this is the first true road game of patrick mahomes's playoff career knowing the way that he is against the spread as an underdog and in his career overall give me three points give me the chiefs as an underdog i'm taking kansas city on the road i'll take the points i'm gonna bet them outright to win the game i think it's gonna be another classic but i do think kansas city covers
4: yeah, I, I, it's. I, I'm with you. I, we've we've talked about it and talked, and we'll we'll get into the game specifically here when we come back of like X's and O's, what we think keys are and need to happen and everything else. The picks did go the way that they needed to go to shake up the standings. That was the only way it could have happened. And honestly, I think we only had one outlier. Uh, to go against the brain, and that was Paul having to right. take the Buccaneers. I did to have keep to it take. In play.
2: Other than that, you know, I I can make a case for either team on all the three other games. I can make a case for either one, really. I can make a
4: case for, one, really. a case for the Bucks. I mean, it isn't well, that hard. This should I, be a great. Yeah, this I should guess. be a great That's playoff right. weekend. That's it right. sh- it should be yeah. a good playoff weekend. Uh, what's wild about it is, cons- like, to consider the possibility that some combination of Houston, Green Bay, or Tampa could be playing in conference championship games. That's... We talked about all year that felt like there was a little bit more parity this year than in normal years. And the fact that as we've watched this season play out, those three teams could be in a conference championship game potentially. That's what we're talking about. The top to the bottom is not as different, I think, this year as it has been in some years. There is not... That jug or not. The two one seeds are certainly the closest thing to it, but I think they each have their flaws. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. When we return, we'll get into the nitty gritty on Chiefs' bills, keys to the game, what needs to happen for a Chiefs win. If they get it done, we'll go over all of it as we make our way through this Friday edition of Sports Daily. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Back into Sports Daily here on this Friday. Chiefs games available over on KNSS on the Odyssey app. You can tune in Sunday night for NFL divisional round action. The Chiefs and Bills battle uh, in Buffalo. Or you can simply download the Odyssey app and search for KNSS at kickoff. Let's talk about that game. The Chiefs, I mean, the perspective from the Chiefs, Tommy, to me, is the same as it has been. Going back a few weeks, I do think the one key and the one X factor that they're going to face in this game that they haven't in others is Josh Allen, his ability to run the ball. They have historically, he's had good running performances against the Chiefs. So has Patrick Mahomes, by the way, which nobody talks about, but he has too. Uh, But you can't let him break off the long run like he did against Pittsburgh. You can contain him, you can spy him, you can do all those things. He's probably going to get his to some degree, but just like it was against the Dolphins and those dynamic runners, you can't let him have the big one, I think, in this one. And, and if they can do that, I think they can handle the rest defensively naturally.
3: I think that one other thing to keep in mind with what the Bills offense brings to the table is the way that they utilize their tight ends – and the success that Josh Allen had finding Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid against the Steelers. And so you can, you know, put Lajarius Sneed on Steph Diggs, and you can do all of that with the receivers, but then you also have to keep in mind what those tight ends can do. And there's not just one of them, there's two of them. And then, oh, by the way, Josh Allen can also break off a run. So there are a lot of different options. that Big Sean game McCormick for the linebackers thing, huh? Yeah, it's a linebacker game. has got to come up big and absolutely. So, you know, let LeJarius Sneed do his thing that he's always done in locking down number one receivers, but you got to keep your eyes on the multiple tight ends.
4: Paul, how hard is it for a linebacker to have to both be worried about coverage then on a tight end and a running quarterback like Josh Allen? Well, and, quite frankly, a running game in general, because James Cook has been really good too. Yeah. But to know that you've got to defend both of those places, how difficult is that on well, linebackers?
2: Well, you know, it's difficult, and it's difficult psychologically because, actually, in most defensive schemes, everybody's got a gap. You know, everybody's got a gap. D. Lyman got a gap. You get that filled. Linebackers got a gap. You know, if you can just you know if you can concentrate i know it sounds so simplistic it sounds so easy why do we even need football coaches but as long as you play your gap there should be no place to run the football in other words if if the kansas city chiefs take care of every gap every gap that is assigned to a football player on that team there'll be no place to run the football but that's not usually how it works because uh, you know, linebackers. Different linebackers have different styles. Some play downhill. Some slide side to side. You know, everybody's a little different. But you know, you know, Cook is a good running back, and he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna make some things happen. And of course, the offensive line comes off the ball. Listen, the Kansas City Chiefs have had a, a good—I didn't say great—I said a good defense for most of the year. But there have been times, fellas, where. The, uh, the uh, defense is, is susceptible to the run with a good offensive line, with a good running back. Josh Allen doesn't help because you almost have to – it's almost like having a second back. If there's one back in the backfield, it's almost like having two backs because he is capable of keeping and running and, and doing whatever that is. But the Chiefs have got, have got to control every gap. The Chiefs control every gap. Then this is going to be the Chiefs' game. This is basically going to be a game, and I don't – Mean to boil it down to a very very simplistic thing, but if the Chiefs take care of every gap, and they control the run, they control Josh Allen, they control, they control Cook, they control whatever the 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 Bills are trying to do with the run, they win this football game, fellas. Control the run, win the football game. That's as simple as it gets, Tommy.
4: Yeah, that's interesting. I think that I, don't well, you think, Tommy? I, I, it goes both ways though, like for both teams.
3: I think to an extent, I mean, we know how Isaiah Pacheco has ran the football for Kansas City's offense and, and how dominant he's been, you know, especially in breaking tackles and, and running through tackles throughout the course of the season. So I, I think that both of those things can be the same for for both teams. But I think what is really important to keep in mind with Kansas City's defense, and I brought it up before as we've been talking about this game, is the way that Steve Spagnola blitzes Josh Allen. I want to see really well-thought-out and well-timed blitzes. You can't blitz Josh Allen all the time because he will shred you, not unlike the way that Patrick Mahomes shreds defenses when they try to blitz him. So I think that you've got to time it well. You've got to make sure that if you are blitzing that you've got additional coverage to take into account for the fact that Allen can take off and run. Uh, That's all going to be a challenge, and and I've, I've been keeping... I've wanted to see this matchup again, uh, and I'm so excited for it because that's the chess match is how do the chiefs defense blitz and what does Josh Allen do in response in at several different times in these matchups before. And yeah, you know, I, I really want to see, you know, like you always say there's a game inside the game. That's the game inside the game that I want to watch for this weekend is how the chiefs blitz with Josh Allen and how they respond with the bills offense.
4: So the chiefs to Paul's point have been, you know, as good a a, a a pass defense as you're probably going to find, but yep. not as mi- sort of middle of the pack as a run defense. But I think that's, right. that's a little bit because of how right. well they defend the pass. When you said good but not great defense, though, Paul, that's where I would disagree. Kansas City is the second best defense in football in both points allowed and yards allowed this season. I do think they're a great defense. And I've said forever, I think that's why this is – the way that they can win a Super Bowl. We're just not used to it, and we haven't been. But they do have a great defense. They have the best defense, I think, remaining in the playoffs. Baltimore has been better slightly by a points-per-game level, but not as good in a yards-per-game level, right? So you can make the case for Baltimore. We've talked about how much, you know, you like San Francisco's defense, right, to some degree. They have not been as good as the Chiefs' defense. And outside of, you know, Cleveland, like, this is the best defense in football, I think, that is sitting here right now. Baltimore has a case.
2: Then why am I so that frustrated? Is, why? Why?
4: Well, I, you because there have been a couple of games where running backs have had nice days. But again, when a team can't throw the ball and they're going to try, like— it, I think it's probably pretty difficult to have both, you know, the best pass defense, the best run defense, those kinds of things. But they have dynamic pass rushers. They have all these things that would lead teams to run the ball. And they were missing some linebackers for a large portion of the season, remember, too. They had key injuries at that spot throughout the year to both Gay and Bolton that have hindered them. Those guys are all playing now. Right. Like, everybody's and look ready to run wanna- it.
3: If you want to talk about key injuries, that really has hurt the Bills. I mean, they've been decimated in the last couple of weeks with injuries. And by the way, I just... I didn't even realize it until I looked it up a little while ago. Steph Diggs is on the injury report. He didn't practice yesterday. And so I don't know exactly what that looks like. Gabe Davis is also on the injury report. He didn't play last week. So they've got some injuries with their wide receivers. And then they've got injuries on the defensive side, too. Going into this game, it seems like Kansas City is significantly healthier than Buffalo is.
4: Yeah, and that's the other key part. It's a good point. Kansas City has hit that thing that you have to hit for any team to have a chance at a Super Bowl, and that's good health. They're there as much as any team left. I just I, there won't be a matchup if the Chiefs continue on the run. Where I say, "Uh oh, now it's a bad matchup for the Chiefs," because that 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 dynamic doesn't really exist for them. When you have the best defense, you have the best defense, right? That's the ultimate equalizer, and you have Patrick Mahomes. And you have a Patrick Mahomes now, who is able to funnel things to two guys, and it's working. Two guys and a good run game. They don't have to use the other. You know, we wondered all year, like, how long are they going to keep trying to get one of these receivers to do what they? The reality is now they don't need those guys. Well, they don't they, need anybody besides Rice, Kelsey, and Pacheco have, on that offense. They have found them, and they you know, found that that it falls off a cliff after that. Sky Moore is back at practice. I don't think he'll play. I I don't know what that means. But it's, I mean, you're you're looking, it's like we talked about Chelsea with with the props on Rice and Kelsey. I mean, I think at this point, when you know both of those guys are probably flirt with 10 targets each, Mm -hmm. it's pretty hard not to put them and include them in the things that you're going to do you know, in the betting world, it just, it lines up for the Chiefs. Now they got to go get it done. And Buffalo's really good. And Buffalo's favored for a reason. And Josh Allen has the element that we probably don't talk enough about. He's got to get that skeleton out of his closet too. He's this great talent, but he's got to be able to get it done. And he hasn't been able to ultimately get over that final hump. And they've got that going and that chip on their shoulder too, Paul, which we know. Is a great motivator in this game.
2: It is, and I don't want to. I don't want to rely on cliches, but you know this game could just easily come down to basically who has the most turnovers. Well, I'll tell you what, time of possession is going to be important. You want to control the football because when you control the football, you keep the football out of your opponent's hands. So, time of possession, but turnovers. My goodness, and particularly turnovers on on the other end of the field. You do not want those. You, you just you just can't have turnovers. And this is this game could easily come down to who possesses the football, who makes first downs, who controls the football, who controls the clock, fellas. This this may end up being one one game that just is really simple. Uh control the football, keep the football out of the other team's hands cuz both teams will be capable of of scoring and and controlling the football. So I think it's kind of simple in a lot of ways.
4: I, am I missing anything on that? No, I I really don't think they get the field goal kicker advantage, too, which I do think matters.
3: I mean, you go back to the other matchup in the regular season between these two teams, and and it wasn't like we were looking at a high flying, you know, shootout in that game. Final score was 20 to 17. And so I would imagine that we see more of that in this playoff game. Uh, and especially if the Chiefs want to lean on the run, which they should with Isaiah Pacheco, and if the Chiefs' defense can limit what Josh Allen can do on the ground, it should be, again, a relatively low-scoring game. I'm not thinking it's going to be, you know, three-zip, but it should be a relatively low-scoring game, I think, knowing the way that they matched up earlier this regular season.
4: I mean, you can almost keep it simple, too, to betting, like, if you th- if you like the Chiefs, you take the Chiefs. You take Rasheed Rice is over. You take Kelsey's over. You take Pacheco's over. Like the offense is as simple in Kansas City as it has been in a very long time. This spread the ball around, do all that kind of thing. Offense is out the window because Mahomes knows he can't he can't afford to tr- to trust those guys. Like you're to the point now where you like yeah. we're done with all that. Like now you got to go with what you know, and what they know. Is Rice, it's Kelsey, it's Pacheco. It's a great defense, and it's a great field goal kicker, and that is absolutely enough to win a Super Bowl.
3: By the way, I think about it. what's on the line here. Think, think about what's on the line here for Kansas City, real quick, because we talked about before how we kind of like the matchup with Baltimore and Houston. You could have an AFC Championship game back at Arrowhead for another season. That's what's on the line. What's on the line for Kansas City? A slightly different path than what we're used to seeing from them to make it to a Super Bowl. But, man, they could absolutely potentially have another home game in the AFC Championship. Right.
2: And one thing one thing you pointed out just so briefly, Jacob, and, and really this is something to think about, field goal kicking. Yeah. Man, who's got the advantage on that? I mean, do you trust, right? Would you trust your kicking team on? They
4: both have good ones. They both have good Tyler ones. Tyler Bass but- is a good kicker. But, but Butker's been the best this year outside of maybe right. Aubrey and Dallas. Uh, and and that's been wild. By the way, another thing, Florio Pro Football Talk floated out on the Zach Gelb show yesterday here on CBS Sports Ra- Radio that there are rumblings that this could be it for Andy Reid. And many of the coaches that are out there could be waiting if that's the case. Now, this is speculation and... what. I would say take it with a grain of salt. That's what I will do. But you can go on the Odyssey app and listen to that yesterday from the Zach Gelb show. Florio floating around. The possibility that that exists and and has been, you know, kind of bandied about a little bit. But that's out there, too. Which, if that's the case and players know it, you would talk about a motivating factor. Now, again, I have no idea. I've never heard anything like that outside of that yesterday. But... It's out there. Go find it on the Odyssey app. (laughs) 869-1240 is the KFH Hotline. We'll come back. More Sports Daily right after this. Welcome back in, everybody, to Sports Daily. It's Albrock DeCaster. It's Savage. Jad Chambers producing. We're having fun on a Friday. Thanks, everybody, for joining in on the fun, listening to us here on KFH, watching us on our video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. It's all available for you. Uh, So it's interesting. I brought up that little nugget that was dropped on the Zach Gelb show yesterday. It is curious, I think, a little bit, that the massive names out there on the market are not moving yet. That's a little atypical, I think. You've got some real big time. I saw Vrabel interviewed with the Chargers, by the way, and I know that they've gone defense and it hasn't worked. I love that fit. But Belichick doesn't have a home. Harbaugh doesn't have a home if you think he's coming in. Vrabel doesn't have a home. Like, all these things are happening, and it is interesting. Um, Saw that Kirk Cousins sort of said playing for Bill Belichick would be fun as we wonder what he's going to do. And we've imagined that scenario of a combo package there to Atlanta between those two guys and how real a chance to win a Super Bowl might be.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.
1: News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
2: clock at four. Donchich. The step back
0: three. You bitch. Music. You said my word and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to eight hundred dollars. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T AT and T at TMobile.com/slash Across America.
3: Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. I left fifteen days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. Ninety plus days with device and eligible carrier. And timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six
4: months. Be there. Although cousins still returning to Minnesota seems like a real possibility. But Tommy, it has been slow movement in the coaching world, and I suppose that would lead people to believe that if the Chiefs were remotely possible to come open, as we've seen major names step away. You'd wait on that job. I mean, if that was, and again, this is totally speculative based on something that somebody else said on the Zach Gelb show. But yeah, I mean, if if you're going to have a chance at Mahomes, you you just push pause on everything if you're one of these guys.
3: But didn't Andy Reid already come out and say that he's not retiring? I'm pretty sure he already came on the record and said he's not even thinking about retiring. I think he said he's not
4: talking about it. I think he said he's not even talking about it. So and and Florio brought that out to say maybe he's not talking about I I don't know I don't think Andy Reid's retiring Let me just put that out there I I I don't think think that's that's unlikely at all I don't think it's happening You you, I I agree because he he loves it too much and he's got Mahomes and you know they're comfortable and everything seems to be going well and everybody gets along and you know why unless you you know and Andy Reid's not as old as those other guys not quite and he's obviously enjoys himself he's only sixty five. I think people think he's older than he is, and it's because he's been coaching for so dang long. If he became a head coach in 1999, right, which was how many years ago? 20, technically speaking, 24, 25. 25, Almost 25. 25 years ago when he's 65. So he became a head coach at 40. He was young at the time. And I I do think there's a perception that he's older than he is. He's 65. I, I feel like he's got a lot of gas left in the tank.
3: And if I'm Andy Reid, by the way, why would I walk away this season with the, the struggles offensively and, you know, all of that that's happened? I mean, wouldn't you have walked away? when you won your second Super Bowl a season ago against the Eagles against your former team that you coached for a long time? Wouldn't that have been the swan song for Andy Reid to go out? Why would you coach another year? And it's been a challenging year by all accounts and not quite up to the chief standards that they have built over the last five or six. Why would you walk away this season? That doesn't make any sense to me.
4: I don't know, Paul. You're you're you've coached well into your what what are we into? Well into your upper seventies, eighties here. Like I, I so old in fact that you can't figure out how to unmute your microphone. I mean, it's amazing. Like <laughs> these basic skills that we have, like you can still coach at that age, right? Oh yes, man, so, you, you you just Man, you made that so perfect for us. Thank you, that, Paul. Well, you're entirely welcome. But, but by the way, Paul's Andy screaming Co- into his microphone because we're making fun <laughs> of how old he is and he can't figure out to unmute it. That yeah. was perfect.
2: Well, that's good. Thank you for that. Uh, but the point is, is that I guess, like with Andy Reid, do you make commercials with Patrick Mahomes on insurance? I mean, do, do you do those kind of things if you're going to retire? Do you, do you, you know, if you were going to retire, wouldn't you have retired? Wouldn't you have retired? When you're in pain, what two years ago? He seems you too wrong? happy to retire. You I, that, seems to your too point, happy. yeah.
4: He, you know, and yeah, and, and, I, and, and there's you. guys speaking that of lovely.
3: commercials. Jim Mora's like ninety, and he just did a DraftKings commercial. He did so did pretty good. Good. Uh, You know it, that, that,
4: yeah. Was it playoffs?
3: playoffs. Like a, yeah, yeah I'm it sure. was. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it it was. was nice. Yeah. But but
2: there's all kinds of reasons why I don't believe this, and and he's having too much fun. He's doing commercials. And by the way, what's the one ingredient that you got to have if you want to if you want to if you want to win? And Andy Reid has the potential of winning Super Bowls from here on out. He's got Patrick Mahomes. Do you walk away from Patrick yep. Mahomes? I say the answer is no, you don't.
3: Hey, can but I just got- say really quick, Paul? You don't look a day over eighty-seven. Oh, so thank you. that's good.
2: <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. That that
4: that's he's that's- got the he's got the Taylor Swift Fountain of Youth too. Life <laughs> life can't be better, right? That's right. If you're life Andy is Reid. pretty
2: darn good.
4: You got everybody making memes about your mustache and the icicles. Life's good for the big fella. All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap it up next.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to
1: secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
2: clock at four. Doncic.